to record. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I have with me today Rabbi Leon, and he is uh, has a wealth of knowledge about the origins of humanity and the also the the uh, the minds behind the phenomena. So who's who's driving the UFOs? Who's who's driving those lights in the sky? And so I'm really curious to hear what Rabbi the Rabbi has to say because. Man, you, I know you guys are going to love it as well. So, Rabbi, please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is uh, Leon Ariel Melul. I am a Raelian chief rabbi, and I have been brought up in a religious, traditional family, uh, very well known in North Africa, in Morocco, uh, for Sephardic Jew, with very tradition, a lot of traditions and a lot of knowledge on Judaism. And I always had questions since I was a child, but never got the right answers. So I continue my life as a as a traditional Jew, celebrating all the uh, festivities and according exactly to the halacha, which is a tra Jewish tradition. And uh, one day in uh, 1978, no, 87, sorry, I came across with a book, which is called Intelligent Design, that can be downloaded for free on rael.org. And this book changed my life. In in, not only enlightened my life, but I come to, you know, it answered all my questions and it was a revelation for me. A revelation because to be a Jew and to know those who have, we, we have been praying without knowing who they are. They mm -hmm. are our creators from space. And they're called Elohim in the Hebrew original Bible, which is a Tanakh and other Hebrew scripts. And uh, this Elohim came to earth about 25,000 years ago and started creating all kinds of life with wow. genetic manipulations of DNA. Wow. Then, then they start progressing and, and doing laboratories of creation of life. The first one was where the welling wall he is today and the mosque of Al-Aqsa. The second one was um, in uh, Egypt, in the pyramids, because the pyramids were a laboratory of creation of life. And that's the main reason why all the pharaohs, after their death, they want to be buried there, knowing that that was a laboratory of creation of life. Then they thought they will be recreated after the death to live eternally because they knew the Elohim uh, had that laboratory of creation of life inside the pyramids, but the Elohim have left before that. So it was not, uh, they were not recreated necessarily in a laboratory of creation of life. Then these Elohim uh, have made a contest among all the, the laboratories, which they had, they created seven races but before creating human beings, they have created all plants, all flowers, all animals. Uh, I mean, they were designed by artists and made alive with genetic manipulations of DNA, with beautiful colors and, uh, and sounds and uh, flowers and smell and all that. And finally, after 13,000 years, they created man to their image and the likeness, like it's written in Bereshit 6.2, which is the, the Genesis. Uh, in uh, On December 13, 1973, they have telepathically induced a man that was in the center of France, uh, 
which who was called Claude Vorillon. He was telepathically induced to go to uh, go to the Puy de la Sola, which is an ancient volcano. He was driving to his office as he was busy and he was running a sport car magazine. Then he felt the urge to go there. And all of a sudden, when he arrived, he stopped his car climbing because it's quite high. He, uh, he came down to the center of the volcano. And then uh, he asked himself, what I'm doing here? It's cold, you know. I'm coming here with my family for picnic on summertime. And now I'm here on December 13, and it's cold. What I'm doing here? They have work to do. So all of a sudden, he saw something shining in the skies, two lights, one up and one down. And uh, he saw the engine coming down. He thought it was an helicopter at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then uh, he realized that there was no noise or whatever. And the uh, UFO landed very slowly, not far from him, and a ladder opened. And then he saw two legs coming down. And then he freaked out because uh, yeah. he said, well, I'm going to, if I had a camera or something, I I was going to, to take a picture because nobody will believe me, you know, and it's fantastic for a, a journalist to have this right. uh, picture of what's happening right here. So he decided not to move. He told to himself, maybe they will think I am a tree or something, so <laughs> they will not hurt me, you know. <laughs> And then he saw uh, two legs coming down and uh, a small body, like uh, about uh, five feet high, a very shiny face, full of love, no weapons, nothing in the hands, no. And he was arriving close to him. And then he, as a journalist, and he speaks French, he asked the extraterrestrial, do you speak French? Then the extraterrestrial replied to him, I speak all languages in the world. Mm -hmm. wow. And do you come here often? This Claude Vorillon asked him, do you come here often? Then he replied, I come here many times. And today I come to meet with you because we telepathically induce you to come here. Your name is Claude Vorillon, you're married, you have two children, and you are running a sport car magazine. And we have a great message to give you to humanity, that you will address to humanity. And he told him, about three weeks ago, we asked you to buy a Bible, which the world Elohim have not been translated as God, which goes in Hebrew, in ancient Hebrew, Elohim means those who come from the skies. Right, right. He invited him to his craft, and they sit, and he told him, well, you're going to come here for six days, without telling anything to anyone because we have been following you before you're, even before you were born. Hmm. And if wow. you tell thing to someone, we will not meet again. So tell him no objects, nothing, nothing, no metallic objects. You have to come here with a pen and, uh, and a pad, and then we will give you a message to humanity. And the message is as follows. Over 25,000 years ago, we came to your planet and we created all life with genetic manipulations of DNA. After that, we sent all prophets from all religions. Among the most important ones, Moses, Jesus, Buddha, Mohammed, Joseph Smith, and many others, mm -hmm. because there were 40 prophets that were sent to Israel. 
at that time. Then, uh, at one, when we arrived to the, in 1945, we had the Hiroshima bomb, and then they decide to intervene and send the last messenger, who is this man Claude, named Claude Vorion, to whom they give the name of Rael. Then they give him the opportunity. They say, well, now you have reached the age of revelation, which means to the age of apocalypse, which means revelation and not destruction. And it's time that you people come uh, to a stage that you can either be pacifist and help each other and love each other. Otherwise, you're going to destruct yourselves. And we don't want this, the atomic bomb on Hiroshima to happen then again on the planet that we created all lives and made it so beautiful for you. Because we have been created, we created you, and you will create another uh, life on another planet. Wow. So uh, after that, they told him, we're going to give you the name of Rael, which is the root of the word Israel. And we have two mandates for you. The first one is to spread the message worldwide. And the second one is to build us an embassy, preferably close to Jerusalem, which is a third temple where the, the Jewish people are uh, wanted to build. And this temple is not just a, some, a place just to pray, it's to welcome our creators from space, the Elohim, that they want to come with all prophets of all. Since then, these men started traveling, spreading their messages, and so and so. That was about over almost 50 years ago. December 13, it will be 50 years ago that this man started traveling and spreading their message. And we have been working a lot to uh, send uh, to all governments, especially to the state of Israel, a request, a request to build this third temple, which is the embassy that the Elohim requested. But this have to be with an extraterritoriality status because they don't want to be attacked. They want to be welcome here that we could understand, you know, and stop believing and start understanding who created us. They don't want any more religions. They don't want any more prayers. They want people that are clever enough to understand. And we have reached a time now to understand and stop believing. And this is why since uh, 1987, I come across with this book, which is Intelligent Design. And it was a revelation for me. It was a revelation that changed my life. I decided to help Ryle in his mission. Then I start uh, giving lectures starting in Montreal, where I used to live. Then I travel to New York, uh, Miami, give lectures there, then to Europe, France, Switzerland, Belgium, uh, Italy, uh, everywhere, and uh, also to Turkey, to Istanbul. And then I decided after a uh, couple of years after, in 1998, I decided to go to live, live in Israel mm -hmm. and build a, and, and, and establish the Raelian movement there. But prior to that, in 1993, 
as uh, I am a spokesperson for the uh, for Rael, who is the long-awaited Messiah mm. that people are waiting for, and especially the Jewish people are waiting for. I was in Jerusalem and blew up the shofar, which is the ram horn, close to the welling wall, according to the Jewish tradition, to announce the Messiah. And since then, about 35 years ago, since the last 35 years, I'm here to spread the message among Jewish and Muslim communities and all communities worldwide, because this message is of the utmost importance to humanity and especially to the people of Israel. Because the only reason why the people of Israel had their land is because uh, they need to build this third temple and welcome the Elohim. Now, if they don't want to recognize their last messenger, which is the, the long-awaited Messiah, and welcome our creators from, from space, who are the Elohim, they have no reason to keep that land and it will be another diaspora. Israel will be invited once again if they don't accept to give this piece of land with extraterritoriality status and welcome our creators, the Elohim, which they have them in their book. And I have citations from the Tanakh and many other Hebrew scripts where I bring them out on during my lectures that are irrefutable and nobody can say this is not right because it's always mentioned Elohim in plural. It mentions that they're uh, uh, civilization and that they come from another planet. That's a lot. You do, that's a, that is a heavy message. What you just uh, said, yeah, all that what you heavy said. Message, heavy. But yeah. it's time, you know, humanity will understand right. and wake up because if we continue like that with crazy people fighting each other and... Yeah picking bombs and trying to make wars and all that, we have 99.5 chances to auto-destruct ourselves. Right. Which this is, is a message that we want to avoid. That is actually a message that has been repeated throughout the uh, the experience or phenomena, even myself. Um, because I used to have, a, when I first had my encounters, I had apocalyptic dreams afterwards. And I just heard, and again, this is a common theme in the abduction phenomena, the experience or phenomena is visions of, like the aerial school in Zimbabwe of an a coming uh, catastrophe brought on by human beings and our our thirst for war and 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 weaponry and and you know acquisition of power. Um, so that's it's really interesting. And th this idea of the Elohim, I've heard that before. I've heard the term Elohim. Um, this I didn't understand the the place that it had in the in the biblical oh. text, but I'm glad that you clarified that for us here. My, I see your works, though. You have your books are free. All of your books are free. All our books are for free. Downloads for free on rael.org and in all languages because they're translated in all right. languages. I'll and, be providing links to, to all this information on, on the description of the video. Uh, so you'll so people will be able to collect the contact, uh, go to your website and get your books. The fact yeah. that they're free is a big deal. That's a big deal. You don't of give course. intellectual property like that out for free unless you really believe in what you're doing. Of course, we're not asking for money like any religions who sell their books. They're for free to everyone, and you can have it on my back uh, backstage screen. Uh, the, the name is there, rare.org. And uh, anyone can download books for free, uh, all of them. There are plenty of books. And audio versions too? <laughs> Sorry? 
you have audiobook versions as well. That's from what I see. Well, yeah, yeah, that you is, have that is amazing. Design you have, uh, which is composed by three books. Uh, the second book was mentioned, which is Inside, is uh, when Rael was taken to the Elohim planet on October 7. And then he met with other prophets who are created to live eternally among them. Because the Elohim have two planets. One, where all the Elohim live. And right. another one they created, which is the, the Garden of Eden, which in Hebrew is Gan Eden which means the garden of DNA. Wow. And in that garden, many people who deserve have been recreated to live among them eternally. Now, the way it works is that after someone is dead, they have, the Elohim have on their computers, because they're 25,000 years ahead of us, all the genetic codes of each and every individual that have born in our planet. So according to your life, according to the good that you have done to humanity, you will be recreated or not. So if you and don't, if, if that's a good question I had for you. I apologize for interrupting. So you're, so the idea is that we were put placed here for what purpose exactly? Why were we, why are we here in the first place? We have been created as a humanity and, uh, uh, the story of uh, Noah before the flood, the Elohim have this have found out that they were uh, their experiment to make uh, human beings. Their experience was not very successful, so mm -hmm. they decided to destroy their, their their creation and start all over again, because they see people. They saw people since Cain and Abel killing each other. Yeah. And then uh, all the, the 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 aggressivity that we have, all the anger we have, all the lack of love, killing and not sharing and not loving each other. So they say, well, this is this creation is a flop. Hmm. So we are doing these people, making them suffer for nothing. So let's destroy them and start all over again. And when you see some citations from the Tanakh, which is the original Bible in Hebrew, it says, it doesn't say the ark was over the water. The ark lived upon earth, which means it was not a ship because there is no ship and no vessel today that can carry so many animals, their food and all that. And, you know, and so what happened then is that the Elohim put Noah and his family on a spaceship and in a little box, they took cells from each and every animal that they clone after the flood. Hmm. This is the way they did. They did it. That makes more sense to me. I mean, honestly, it does make a lot of sense. The idea that you carry all of these animals physically, like every single oh, body. That's, that's a, it's quite, Even it's kind today, of a, with the yeah. biggest ship on Earth. We're not able to carry all so many animals. And according to the Bible, they were two of uh, each. Male and, female. and some of them, they were seven. So impossible. I've had a question that's perplexed me forever. I, in the English Bible, there is a there's Gen Genesis chapter six, a pretty infamous you know, or famous whatever um, uh, reference that people bring up is the idea that these, in the English version, sons of God saw the daughters of men. 
yeah. and that they were, you know, they took them as wives and had children and they were the Nephilim. Sure. In Hebrew, and the son of Elohim saw the woman of, of man, the, the, the woman of the earth, that they were beautiful, mm -hmm. and they took them and they had children with them. And their children were the, the ones that were very famous. And the Nephilim is very, very uh, interesting questions because the Nephilim, many, when I give my lectures, especially to Jewish people, uh, they always tell me, well, the Nephilim are, are giants. And the Nephilim, the word giants in Hebrew is Anakim. The word yeah. Nephilim comes from the word Nafol, which means those who fall down. Oh. Oh, those who come is, down from, from heaven. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Can you, if you can, um, have, can you expand on that? Tell me more about the, this idea of the interbreeding essentially with the sons of God, the Elohim, um, Nephilim, sure. whatever, and, and what that means and why. Just kind of give me an idea of what your thoughts are on that, please. Well, you know, when the Elohim start creating life, they had contests among seven, they created seven races. Mm -hmm. And they had contests among all these races. And one of them was the, the, the one in the, in the region of the Middle East was the, you know, they were brighter and nicer looking and all that. So this, they, they, they took these people for like, you know, they took this woman to have children with them. And many of many of uh, of the verses of the Bible are mentioning that many women who had who couldn't have who were sterile and couldn't have children, they met with the men from Elohim, what they call angels, and they had children with them. Hmm. Either they were artificially inseminated, like Mary, they say she was a virgin. Well, why she was a virgin? Now we can understand that probably she was artificial inseminated because Jesus was the son of one of these Elohim, Eloha in singular, and woman of the earth. Mm. And the same for Moses. They say, well, he was from uh, Miriam and uh, Abraham and all that and Yochavet. And no, Jesus, uh, Moses was the son of one of these extraterrestrial and an Egyptian pre Egyptian uh, princess. Wow. The same as Isaac, because Sarah was sterile as well. Right, right. And then right. he said, well, the three men that came and met with Abraham, they eat with him and all that. And he washed their feet because they were with dust. And then uh, Sarah met with Yahweh. And then all of a sudden she got pregnant. And she was already 90. Wow, yeah, that's which is a yeah, well, a... <laughs> these people are 25,000 years ahead of us, of course. So yeah. now we we cannot even imagine the technology, but we can understand that through cloning, through in, uh, insemination, we can you can put uh, uh, you can have a, a bird. Yeah, I mean, well, our technology is only, what, 100 or so years old, and we've already developed up so many amazing things. Can you imagine what 25,000 years <laughs> from now would look like? We, we can't imagine. We cannot even imagine, Marquis. Yeah. We cannot yeah. even imagine.
That's amazing. This is a, this is a, again. I, I appreciate this conversation because I've I've always had questions about the biblical perspective about the phenomena because I think I believe it's been around forever since before us. I'm convinced oh, yeah. they've been here before us. I oh, mean, yeah. in the Bible, they say that the the sons of God witnessed the creation of the world and the universe. They witnessed it. No, um, they, they they didn't create our planet and they didn't create the universe. The universe no, is no, in they saw. Yeah, what I meant was they, they well, so this, okay, that's a good. So then you're saying that the universe and the world wasn't created. No, it wasn't created and it was okay. no big bang. Life always exists in different forms. Okay. Now, to explain to you better, if we go to an atom of one of our cells, right. atom of one of our cells is an infinite universe where there are galaxies, where there are solar systems, mm-hmm. planets. Wow. And in some planets, there is life. Exactly what we have outside of us. Because if one atom of one cell of someone that is alive, which is not a god, could be a cat, could be a worm, could be a plant, could <laughs> right. be some, something like that. One atom of this being that is alive is a universe where there are uh, solar system, galaxies, solar system, planets, and we are in one of those planets. Mm-hmm. This is what we call the infinity large and the infinity small, which represent the, the two triangles in the, star of, in the Star of David. The Star of David represent the infinity small and the infinity large, which means everything that is inside us is outside us. And mm-hmm. the swastika in the middle that many people think is a Nazi symbol have nothing to do with that. This is all the symbol on earth, is the symbol of the Elohim, and the swastika is in most of the temples, in, Hin- in uh, Hindu temples right, and right. Asian For temples. Peace, right? Oh, Isn't that like meant peace, I thought? It represents infinity in, in space, the, okay. the Star of David, infinity in space, and the swastika represent infinity in time. Okay. Yeah, I knew there was a that, that meaning was stolen, obviously, by Nazis and right. they, they changed it, but that's not the original meaning of it. Of um, course not. Of right. course not. It's a symbol of peace and peace and symbol of love. Right. Wow. Um, and your books, I I I'm gonna be, I just want you to know I will be delving into all of your material because this this is a lot of interesting. I wanna be I, I enjoy engaging with this kind of um this kind of information because we're trying to find out, the world is trying to find out what's going on. And I feel like there's a purpose to the presence of these beings. I mean, again, I feel like we are the create we are the created, the creation of something. Mm-hmm. And clearly they have the ability to manipulate us in every single way. So what it wouldn't make sense that these could be the ones that created us. I mean, it does it does make sense. Of course it makes sense. I mean, today it makes sense, but some people, unfortunately, not everyone is open-minded to understand or accept it because most of the people that believe in God and believe in the soul, they need the two crashes to stand on their feet. Right, right. You take them out, I mean, they fall down. They, they have no, no purpose for them in life. They have no purpose. I mean, why am I here? Why do I am born? Why am I going to die? Why? We, we, we're living a crazy life. And we haven't been created to work like idiots and pay for everything we right. we, we buy or you know t- today we are we are the 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 modern slaves in this humanity right. that we have to right. work 
to pay our debts. Pay for your house, pay for your car, pay for credit cards. I mean, at the time of our ancestors, our grandparents, the person who had a house, he wa it was paid. The ones who had car the time of my grandfather, the car was paid. Today, everybody have cars, everybody have houses, everybody have wealth, but it doesn't belong to them. It belongs to the yeah. bank. And yeah. the system want them to work like slaves to pay for that with Economic interest. Slaves. I mean, you put your money in the bank and then you go to get your money. Uh, uh, uh. No, no. You have to tell us today, you go to the bank and they ask you, what do you want your money for? <laughs> you can't take it in cash, you know, it's uh, against the law, but it's your money. And you can't because they want to control everyone. They want to, that everybody will be in credit, in debts. Do you this think the system is going to, do you think uh, that it's they- It's going to collapse. Okay, that's what I was- it's Definitely it's going to collapse because the end of this system is getting closer and closer. And the US dollar, you, as you can see, it's uh, going down and, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. It's no, a big it's but, but that might be the beginning all, but, of something better. But it's not, we have to go through this mm. in order to get to a better time because we're living in the best area of the history of mankind. Our generation have seen uh, beauty, have seen, uh, we, have, we had a good childhood. I mean, people from my age. And now we are witnessing the, the revelation because the Elohim will come between 2025 and 2035, I, according to the message they gave to Rael. I've heard this before. John Ramirez mentioned the date 2027 as the potential for an, an actual encounter with these beings. Um, yeah, and you see all, so many uh, governments now talking about extraterrestrial, so many uh, crop circles, so many... You know, things are revealing and most and most we will see more and more sign on the, on the, on the skies, you know. Mm. This is interesting. It's a fantastic revelation if we can all understand and that we have all been created equal without any racism, without any hate, without any, you know, uh, caring and sharing for each other. This is what we have been created for and to enjoy life. To progress, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're going to say that these this is a kind of uh the kind of love and the love the, the message about how humanity was meant. I mean, Michael Carter talked to me about the idea that we, you know, we, about kind of what you're saying in terms of how humanity is and how things could be if we just you know change the way that we treat each other and of course saw this phenomenon instead of thinking of it as, a, as something we can war against, which is a joke. How can we possibly fight against something that has godlike powers, literally um, godlike powers? And we're thinking in technology and we're thinking, oh, we're going to shoot lasers and nukes at it. Well, I mean, they literally hover over our nuclear explosions for the last 70 years. What makes us think we can hit them? I, we just, it just doesn't make sense that we'll, be, we'll ever be able to fight against them. They need a new tactic. This is what happened in the Tower of Babel. Ah, the Tower of Babel. That was Tower of I Babel, of course. Yeah. And that was a missile that men built to go and fight with Elohim. And then when they used to, to do that, then the Elohim decided to mix all the languages that nobody right. could 
understand right. each other. And those who, who went from there and arrived to uh, the coast of uh, England, they remember a world that in Hebrew is, they saw some, some shacks from fishermen and, you know, that were living there. And they remember a word in Hebrew that is Sukkot. Sukkot means a, uh, a small shack that they do uh, on one of the celebrations where the Jewish people uh, were in the desert. So they, this is like a tradition, is one of the, of the Jewish celebrations. And they remember this word uh, Sukkot and they were in that land, so they call it Sukkot land, which is Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Okay. This is where the word comes from. Okay. okay. There are many, many Hebrew words in English that are exactly the same. Like uh, if you take, for example, when Muhammad, the prophet of the Elohim, was uh, traveling from Mecca to Medina and from Medina to Jerusalem and from Jerusalem to the skies, mm. then uh, they describe it as El Borak. El Borak was, for them, it was like a horse with wings because the only uh, way they had, the only transportation they had was mm. either horses or right. camels. Right. So right. they designed a horse with wings, like uh, for angels to specify who are, or to explain who are the people that used to fly Right. They made angels with wings, but I mean, it's a primitive way, like birds. Right, right. So to come back to this El Borak, in Hebrew, this word El Borak means maverick. Maverick is something shiny. Mm. And mm. even in, 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 in English, this word have been taken in the English language and means someone that is bright is maverick. You right. Know, you met, we call we today we people have been calling these things flying saucers, tic tacs. Yeah. Right. These are like primitive representations of what they are, um, but it's almost like they they appear to be what we need to see them as in the time. So before you say sure. it was horses, and then there was flying ships, and there was even hats. They called them flying hats at one time. Shields. Well, they described them as such. Right. They were not yeah. horses flying, right. and right. they were not right. angels right. with wings. They were Just human representation. Beings. And it was a representation because they had no clue. I mean, how can uh, someone who was a primitive without any knowledge of science or technology, they don't know, they didn't know even what was a bicycle. How can they describe a spaceship? Right, or right. I mean, for them, it was God coming down and it was God was in the noise and it was in the cloud and all that. And they will be pleased to send you all these verses, or some of them, from the original Hebrew Bible with the translation in English, in English that you can enjoy yourself with them. You will see all these uh, verses from the Tanakh, from the Hebrew Bible. I'm curious about the idea of life after death. So I, I, I hear what our purpose is on this earth. Essentially, it is to, to have peaceful communion with each other and with the Elohim, right? We love um, and care for each other and understand today. Right. And I and I honestly, again, the message is clear. It's, I feel like if we don't do this, to your point, we're going to, the civilization not going to make it. Um, I'm curious about life after death. What What is, is there anything for us after we die? 
not for everyone. I'm in, I'm going to shock too many people, but the Elohim have a special computer that evaluate all the good you have done in your life, all the positive you have done in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you deserve to be recreated to live eternally, then you will be recreated eternally. If not, you're simply, we were infinity before, before we were born. We are infinity right now. And we are back to infinity or in the same infinity after our death. Mm. So it, it, nothing will happen. There is no, no uh, like uh, devil or there is no hell. There is nothing like that. Yeah. What, what you need to understand is that the Elohim have reached a certain technology today that, you know, they live between 700 and 1,000 years. Like wow. they give this heritage mm -hmm. to some of our people on our planet, our ancestors, like Noah, Matushalem, and uh, also Hanok, which was one of their, their prophets, and they took him to their planet. Like Enoch? El Is it, prophet. Are we, are we talking about Enoch? Is that how we pronounce yeah, Enoch. Okay, I just, okay, okay. Anok in Hebrew. Anok, Anok, okay. Yeah. And uh, early the prophet that they say, well, there is a chariot of fire that took him to heaven and all that. I mean, they couldn't describe these people. Right. What was right. it? This is amazing. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to explain you a little bit or try to explain how the Elohim create life. When... Their life is an expectancy between 700 and 1,000 years. Right. When someone, after those years, you can live in a young body for so many years without any problems, without any health problems or whatever. Right. Between 700 and 1,000 years, the body starts, you know, getting old all of a sudden. So they have now the technology by removing one cell they can reproduce the same human being through cloning. And the consciousness continues? Just a second. Okay. And then, as we today, we have, we buy a new computer and we download our memory from the old computer into the new one. Right. They have the technology to download the technology of this and the knowledge of this old body into the new body. Wow. So these people can live eternally. And the one that we call Yahweh Elohim have been recreated 25 time, times because he's 25 years old. Hmm. And his name in Hebrew is which means he was, he is, and he will be. And this is why he's eternal, because through cloning, they create the same human body, and then they download his memory, his souvenirs, his right. thought, his, all he knows all his knowledge into the new body, and he can live for another thousand years. I heard an, an, an experiencer named Linda Porter mentioned in her, and I mentioned her a lot, her experience where she was told by the Nord, these tall Nordics and the, she saw graves and she saw all kinds of different beings, but they told her that they, they could re essentially transfer her consciousness into a clone body. And she can keep re, you know, reliving, like be recreated over and over again and not die. They offered her Absolutely. that opportunity. Absolutely. So kind of and when, when they took Rael into their planet, because Rael was not adopted, you know, he was taken to their planet physically. Uh, they uh, show him how they took a cell. They took a cell from his forehead. They reproduced the same human being. 
Mm. And they, to explain him how that was, you know, uh, when they took him to their planet, they explained that. And then he met with all the prophets that are living there. Wow. And That's, again, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a garden of Eden. It's a garden of DNA. So it, it's something very special that they have there. And maybe one day we will deserve to live there among them eternally. But we need to deserve it first and yeah. show that we are humans. Because today, uh, I don't think we deserve the name human anymore compared <laughs> to what's happening to now. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree with you because it's, it, it, things are... Pretty again, pretty grim. I try to, oh, yeah. I, I oh, try to be optimistic, but it's not looking so great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's not, it's not easy, and it's not, you know, it's, it's sometimes unhuman when someone would tell me, "Well, we are humans." I say, "Well, we are unhumans. We, you know, animals are more humans than us. Mm, more human. Yeah. They kill to eat, but they don't kill for pleasure, mm. and they don't, they don't make weapons to kill each other like idiots." And we yes, are destroying yeah. our nature, our planet, without having another one. So what kind of idiots are we? <laughs> uh, the, the world is run by a bunch of idiots. <laughs> That's, for sure. mafia, That's for sure. They put these governments who are puppets in power, and they tell them what to do. And they are the ones that hold right. the banks, because the banks finance the governments. And if they don't do whatever they want, either they kill them, or they, they put them out. That's it. As simple as that. And they, they don't finance them, so they die. Hmm. They are the ones that have all the weapons manufacturers as well. They have the ones that own all the medias hmm. and all the pharmaceutical industry. So they, they own the whole world. And we are their slaves. They take it or leave it. That's, that's, that's what we are until we wake up and we say, stop. And it's time to stop believing and try to understand and just asking ourselves one simple question for those who, who read the messages given by the Elohim to Rael, who is the last prophet and who is the long-awaited Messiah. In this book, when you read it, I mean, it's a revelation in it. It's a message from people that created us over 25,000 years ago. Mm. And now we are able to understand. And the, the way to, to, to progress is to follow the messages of the Elohim. And just after reading the book, there is only one question we can ask ourselves. Because there is only one. What mm. if it is the truth? Yeah. Mm. As simple as that. It doesn't seem like there's any harm. I mean, again, the harm is in... If we were to continue down the path that we're on now and ignore what's in your books, for example, then that there is only one conclusion, and that's the ultimate inevitable destruction of our entire planet and the human race and everything else too. There's a lot of life on this planet. Unfortunately, that's who, that that will be our end. Yeah. Unfortunately, and you know we're trying to save humanity, and this is why also. We organize uh, following uh, Rael advice. We do meditations for peace. Mm -hmm. Every 59 minutes, we make one minute of meditation to send love to the entire humanity and to send love to all lives on earth. And they also organize planetary meditations for peace, which are held 
the second Saturday of every two months. And we mm -hmm. have seven, 800 people joining us. I, I want to talk, yeah, let, let's talk yeah, about this. And join and, and help, you know, send waves of energy and love to the humanity and all lives on earth that, that will help save our humanity. Let's talk about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna post a link to all of your work to your to your website to your books especially because ladies and gentlemen they are free. The books are free and um, written in text form and audiobook form, which again to me is a huge deal. That's a big deal. Um, and you have also a website that I was sent by you know our connection here, um, Pierre. The uh, the website about let's see here, pull it up. Um, the benefits of ET Embassy. That is, I, I love the website. First of all, the design is great, but I looked at it and um, I mean, I'm, I'm interested in the entire website. Can you tell me more about that? Can you tell the audience about this website? Well, the, the shape of the embassy was dictated to Rael through uh, one of the first crop circles that appear. Then he uh, decided to, to take an architect and we start building it and, or not building it, but designing it and uh, now we have a couple of designers on 3D and all that that have made the visit of this uh, of this embassy, which is beautiful. And this is where we want to welcome our creators from space, the Elohim. And in this embassy, when we will welcome them, it have to be with an extraterritoriality status that we have been asking the state of Israel already seven times for the land where to build the embassy and they have refused. This is why the one of the ancient prime ministers of the state of Israel, Ehud Barak, mentioned that the survival of Israel will not go over 80 years. So now the state of Israel have already celebrated its 75th anniversary. Mm. So they have only five years, otherwise their land will be invaded and it will become Palestine again. Now, I see everybody, if everybody can see on the screen, I have the embassy, the website up and the embassy. Um, it's beautiful. It's a, it's honestly a beautiful design, first of all. So I don't know if you can see that. You can visit the inside as well. And it's, it's something amazing. And when the Elohim will come and we will be able to welcome them, if any country will give us the land to welcome them, uh, then we have to uh, be more pacifists, more pacifists before they arrive. And they will, when they will arrive, they will not stay probably there forever. So they will invite other civilizations. There are more civilizations. Have. Well, they maybe have other civilizations on space because mm. there is an infinite universe and there are yeah. many extraterrestrial civilizations up there, thousands and thousands and billions. Because the universe is infinite, like we say in in Hebrew, you, uh, the 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 infinite is end of, which means there is no end. If there is no end, there is no beginning either. So yeah. life was always there in different forms. It means that maybe other civilizations, extraterrestrial civilization, they have maybe four arms and eight legs, or uh, I don't know, maybe four eyes. We don't know. Right. So the Elohim will welcome these pacifists also civilizations that we can understand and and become one level if we reach if we have the if we're lucky enough to reach that level of knowledge of that level of love 
we will be able to connect with these people. But if we don't, there is a law in the space that we will not be able because we're going to this auto-disrupt ourselves without our aggressivity. Like a like we're quarantined off from the rest of the of the galactic family, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, because the, the, the Elohim are probably in contact with other civilizations and they want to welcome them and they want us maybe to go and visit them or whatever, you know. But in the in the state of mind and the and the stupid attitude we have today, killing each other, right. how can you expect that they will go and visit another planet today? Um, a black man, a, a white man kills a black because of the color of his skin. Right, right. You know, uh, or uh, the the person if he's yellow or, or different, they yeah. try to kill him or homosexual or whatever. They try to kill him because they're not to their image and and they hate the people without even knowing them. Right. What right. is more stupid is what than when soldiers go to war to kill others that they never have met. Right. They and so. Soldiers- yeah. It's a nonsense. It's a absolute nonsense what we're living on today on our planet. We don't have to. The, the, the fact that today we don't even have to do that anymore. That's what really blows sure. my mind. It's all it's all a, a system manipulated by a mafia. That's all. Mm-hmm. Sick people. Sick people run these, these people programs and, to do this. You know, the, recently, someone called Arnaud in France, which is a multi-billionaire, he have, I don't know how many billions this man have. They figure out that if he give his fortune to the 68 million French people living in France, everybody will end with nine, nine millions and something. Hmm. So this man is going to live, the, spec, the, the expectancy of life is going to be like ours. He doesn't going to live a thousand years. Yeah. Spend yeah, so his money. How many houses he, live, he needs? How many cars does he need? How much power does he need? So mm. someone like that who have no consciousness to spend his money to help humanity, I mean, he's not a human being. To the mm. eyes of the Elohim, this man is not even worth it, the, 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 the air that he breathes. Right, right. Because look at the damage that they're doing to humanity and the world that we live in. Of course, of course. They're destroying our planet. They hate each other killing each other, then, oh, when there is a, an earthquake somewhere, they ask money to help the earthquake. But on the other word, maybe they provoke the earthquake with art. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a know? good, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I mean, look at whales you know? showing up, being, whales, uh, dolphins and whales beaching themselves more and more. And, sure. and these people are, these biologists are saying, oh, they don't know if it's noise pollution or some kind of a disturbance, but they're, it's confusing their communication and their navigation because they use echolocation for navigation and it's confusing them and some other mechanisms as well they have a lot of sensory sure. different sensors that we do but look how many species we have being destroyed we have destroyed yeah annihilated I mean, completely flowers yeah. and i mean we're destroying the nature it's very crazy a humanity that have one planet destroying their own planet and where where are you going we have to Why change this so many bombs to kill what no. To do this what is, with? This is why I think your message, uh, and again, Michael Carter, people like Michael Carter, 
um, Dolly, for example, even Dolly, these messages that we need, humanity needs to turn away from these ways. And the people that are telling us that this is the only way, because there, there is a totally different way to live. And these beings are trying to tell us that they've been telling us that there's, that there's a coming catastrophe and that if we don't change, ah, uh, it doesn't look too good for humanity. It doesn't Not look good too good. <laughs> Not good at all. So. And I sincerely hope, you know, we will reach more a level of consciousness and supra-consciousness to stop all this gimmick and start becoming humans again, to deserve the word humans. Yeah, I hope the same thing, Rabbi. I want to. I want to say uh, we're 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 at the uh, we're at the top of the hour here. We're at the end of the hour, but I did want to say we have got to have you back because there's no way we got into all of what you have to offer. All the I get, I can tell that you have so much more. So, um, I want to I want to say, is there anything else that you wanted to tell the audience, um, for this for this for this first conversation that we had? Well, before ending, uh, when we will have the next uh, interview. I will, uh, you will allow me to share my screen and then I will show you all the citations which I will send you before that you will be aware of them with yes. the explanations that confirm the Elohim mentioned in the original Hebrew Bible are not a God, are an extraterrestrial civilization that created us and they live on another planet. And they come here, uh, they come many times and they want to come back and they want to be welcome. By, by our by their children with our humanity because they created us and they love us and they don't want us to destroy ourselves fantastic we will i will um we will definitely schedule one very soon as soon as you i mean if you can do another one next week next month doesn't matter to me we can schedule one I'm another, really another. Well, anytime well I'm then really we will we will time, schedule one for my head of time because i have many uh yeah. interviews on my schedule and what I recommend to each and every one of your auditors is that to go on rael.org, download the books and read them and make up their mind asking themselves one question, as I mentioned before, what if this is the truth? What if this is true? Yeah. Rabbi, thank you so much for your time. Before we leave, I would like uh, to, that we close our eyes mm -hmm. and think of sending love to the entire humanity and all lives on earth for a short time just to send these waves of love. I encourage the audience to do the same. I'm going to do this right now. Just, just a moment We're going to do it together. Visualization. Let's do this. Let's do it. Please close your eyes and think of the entire humanity. Think of our, about our planet, think of our planet and all lives on our planet, animals, trees, plants, because everything is alive and everything is part of us. And let's send waves of love and energy to everyone, to all lives, to everyone we can imagine in any continent Imagine faces and send love because love is the only solution to our salvation. Thank you. Thank you, Rabbi. That was beautiful, man. 
Um, I know the audience is going to love this conversation. They're definitely going to love the end um, where we sent out the love because a lot of my listeners, um, they do the light practice, love practice, where they do prayer and they do meditations and they send out that positive energy. So what you just did, again, my audience is going to appreciate it. I appreciate it. And we appreciate your time today, Rabbi. And I will send you the link where we can have, uh, I can maybe put it on the on sure. the chat for everyone. We have the one minute for peace dot org that you can join and do meditate do meditations you know with us every 59 minutes of every hour just think about sending love that's all and on another or another i will send you also the link that we organize planetary meditations anyone is welcome to Join us and meditate with us on the same purpose that we do it the second Saturday of every two months on Zoom as well. And they will send you the link. The next one is uh, next Saturday, the 13th. Okay. So I will send you the information. And if you can share it with For your sure. audience, it will be great to have you on board. I will absolutely put everything in the description. There's going to be a lot of information for everyone to follow Rabbi um, Leon Malul, right? Say that correctly. Right. Got right. it. All right. Fantastic. And we will be talking soon again, and we will have more conversations and go into depth about some of the work that you are going to send me uh, for our next talk. Yeah. And right. if you can, we can arrange maybe one interview with the pastor, it will be great. Yeah, absolutely. That is all, that is Perfect. definitely going to be. A, I'll contact him right after this, and then we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll set something yeah. up for it. He's a very special man, and they have a lot of knowledge as well. And very and I'm thanking you for inviting me to your broadcast, and uh, it will be a pleasure to be with you again. And I thank you for your very open-minded person, full of love, and I really appreciate that. My pleasure, Rabbi, and I, and again, I I thank you for your time. All right, everybody. Will, will you be able to send me a copy of our? Uh, Yes. Okay, yeah, record. I will. I'm actually going to release it immediately. I usually release them uh, every Wednesday. Um, I'm going to release this right, like right away, and I'll send you the link to it right away. I can Great. also send you a Google Drive um, raw raw file, so you can distribute it however you want to. So, okay. Thank you right. very much. My it pleasure. was a pleasure meeting you, and whenever you want, it will be a, a great to be together again and spread messages of peace and love to the entire humanity. Into that, we we see you. We will see you next time. Take care.